Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we approach the task of preaching this morning, let us bow our hearts and our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for your spirit to be in this place. Open our hearts, open our ears, and open our minds to your word that we may learn more about you and your heart for us. We ask this in the name of your Son, our Savior. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to put the first point up on the screen right off the bat, right here. And as we go through the sermon, we're going to unpack why this is here and why we're talking about it this morning. First point is just simply this, that lamenting is important. And I want you to keep that in the back of your mind as we go through the rest of the message here. Lamenting is important. You see that we come to this service this morning on the heels of Mission Fest. And if you may, at Mission Fest, we got broad strokes of what mission looks like, both in the church and in our lives as individuals. But this morning, we're going to get into the down and dirty of what mission is, and specifically living a life on mission. And when we're living a life on mission and things go wrong, because inevitably, things always go wrong. And to do that this morning, we're going to take a look at the man of Jeremiah. And there's three things that we need to know about Jeremiah before we get started. Number one is this, simply that Jeremiah was a prophet to the Old Testament Israel, to B.C. Israel. Number two is that the message that Jeremiah had to bring was a message of total destruction. And number three, that this message that he had to bring was to his friends, his family, his acquaintances, was to the whole nation of Israel. And you see, as we approach the text this morning, that's what's weighing on his heart. That's what's bogging down his conscience, is this destruction and the pain that would come with it. This type of destruction that would create widows and orphans. This type of destruction that would create numerous casualties. This type of destruction that would displace an entire nation that would create sojourners for days. You see, for the first 15 chapters, for the most part, Jeremiah kind of keeps it in. But in a whirlwind of fury, it comes out in chapter 15, a little bit before our text starts, and also in our text that we read this morning. Before, it says, before our text starts, Jeremiah says this, Woe to me is my mother that she bore me. Like it's his mom's fault. Always blame the mom, right? No, what he's saying is, I'd rather not be born than go through what I'm going through. And in our text this morning, it says, Why is my pain unceasing? Why is my wound incurable? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook? Will you be to me like waters that fail? Did you catch that? Calling God deceitful? Calling God a failure? Does that sound like a man that's kosher with what's going on around him? Not to me. To me, it sounds like a man that's calling out to God, help! You see, the church, 
has a word for this, and you don't really hear it very much anymore, but it's the word that's on the screen. It's lament. That Jeremiah is lamenting to God about his situation. You see, lamenting is what we're zeroing in on this morning. And we as a society, and you know, maybe even perhaps as a human race, we don't do a good job of lamenting our problems to God. And here's what I mean by this, is that we have phrases that we use when people are suffering. Maybe some of you have heard of them. Ah, rub some dirt on it, you'll be okay. Big boys don't cry, do they? Ah, why is your chin down? Chin up! Suck it up, buttercup. But even we, even we as a church, even though we are so well-intentioned, we sometimes fall into this as well. We say, why? Why are you sorrowing? You know God has a plan for everything, right? Or why, why is your head down? God won't give you more than you can bear. Lamenting. Lamenting is what we're zeroing in on this morning. And I was talking to a pastor just a couple weeks ago that was relaying a situation that he found himself in. It was at the end of a voters meeting. And this guy came up to him and said, Pastor, we need to talk. He said, okay. And like a whirlwind of fury, this guy just starts letting it out. My friends, they they died of drug overdose. My family is a wreck. I can't hold down a job. My friends don't like me, and just like that, he stopped. And he said, can I have five minutes in your sanctuary? pastor said, sure. So brought him up, brought him right in front of their altar, and said, there, there you go, and walked out. And five minutes later, the guy goes and finds the pastor, and intrigued on how it went, he said, how'd it go? I said, it went well but I held held back. Pastor puzzled, looked at him and said, well, why'd you do that? The guy said, God can't hear the real words on my heart. God can't really hear what's going on. Did you catch that? He held back as if God was too good to come down to him and help him out with his problems. You see, that is the type of attitude that we're going to challenge this morning. You see, lamenting is simply this. It's simply telling God that something isn't right. If you're lamenting a broken or fractured relationship, it's okay to say, God, something isn't right here. You know why? Because you're right. Something isn't right. Relationships weren't meant to be broken and fractured. If you're lamenting the loss of a loved one, you know what? It's okay to say, God, something isn't right here. You know why? Because you're right. Something isn't right. We were meant to live forever. Death should be foreign to us. Separation of body and soul is one of the most unnatural things that we'll go through here on this earth. You see, lamenting allows us to ask those, those deep questions those heart-wrenching questions that perhaps even us as a church and as Christians sometimes don't always have good answers for. Questions like, why is there evil in the world? Why is there so much hate? Why are there racists? 
Why is there an all-loving God but yet still evil in this world? Why did the events in Charlottesville happen several weeks ago? God, why did you allow an entire hurricane to displace an entire city and destroy homes, families, buildings, businesses? You see, lamenting gets at the heart of those questions. And you see, it's so important that we as a Christian church and even as individuals, we don't lose the act of lamenting. Because if we lose lamenting, if we can't bring our problems to God, who can we bring them to? Sure, you can bring them to your brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's great. That's totally fine. You should do that. But what I'm saying is that at some point, your brothers and sisters in Christ will only understand to a point. But if you can bring them before an all-knowing and omniscient God, you can be rest assured that he hears them and understands them. And if we lose the act of lamenting, well, really our relationship with God becomes fake, dishonest. It really is only half the truth. If we only tell God the good things that are going on, it really truly is only half the truth. And God wants and knows the whole truth. God created the world perfectly. He knows that there's things going wrong here, and he wants to hear about them. He wants us to talk to him. So if you find yourself in a situation, if you're living a life on mission and something goes wrong, because inevitably something's always going to go wrong, what do you do? I'm going to give us an acronym this morning. And it's going to spell the word CARES because God cares for you. And I know that we grieve differently. The way that you grieve is different than the way that I grieve. But this acronym will help us through the act of lamenting. The first one is this, C, complain. That's right, you heard me right. Complain. It's not often that you're told to complain. It's usually stop complaining. But no, when there's things going wrong in your life, God needs to hear about them. It is 100% accurate and honest to go to God and say, God, something isn't right here. You know why? Because you're right. Something probably isn't right. And it's okay not to be okay. Complaining sounds like, why, God? Why me? Why my wife, my husband, my kids? Are you, are you kidding me, God? Are you even listening to me? Jeremiah complained. We heard it. Woe is my mother that she bore me. Will you be deceitful to me, God? Will you be a failure, God? Jeremiah complained. See, complain, A, appeal. You appeal to God's revealed nature, his characteristics. God is a loving God. He's a faithful God. He's a God of endurance. He's a God for you. Jeremiah, what did it sound like for him? He appealed to God's omniscience, his all-knowing. At the very beginning of our reading, he said, God, you know, listen to me and visit me. See, complain, 
A appeal, R remind. You remind God of his promises. God, you promised to be with me until the very end of the age. God, you promised to be my light and my salvation. God, you promised to be the stronghold of my life. God, you promised to hear my prayers, yes, even the hard ones. Remind God. Jeremiah, he reminded God. He says, God, I'm called by your name. God, you're my father. I have your name on me. Remember that. Something that we can remind ourselves of, too. C, complain. A, appeal. R, remind. E, express. You express trust in his promises because God is a faithful God and always comes through on his promises. You see, expressing trust is simply just saying this, God, you're God and I am not. And we express trust in his wisdom that we may not know everything, but he does. We express trust. And S, S might be a a stretch here. I tried hard. I tried hard to get an S. But here's what I came up with. S is for society. And what I mean by this is that complain, appeal, remind, express. All of those don't happen individually. They happen in a society. And the society that I'm talking about is the Christian church here on earth, is you guys. Look at Moses, Jeremiah, Job, Paul. They all lamented. Lamented in community, in society. One writer put it like this, that the Christian church here on earth doesn't have to be the happiest place on earth, but it should be the most honest. Because we have a God, we have our God, the creator, our father, who we can bring our lamenting to, and he hears it, he understands it. You see, we'll get through suffering And in that statement, I want you to hear what I did not say. I didn't say that we'll get past suffering. No, there's things on this earth that are so hurtful for us that we won't ever get past it. But we will get through it. And to get through it, we look past it. And we look to the object of our faith. That is the man Jesus of Nazareth. Because Jesus is God's response to our suffering. Through different trials and temptations and ultimately death on the cross, the response to our suffering, Jesus sent his son to suffer. And Jesus let out the ultimate lament on the cross. In the scriptures, it's recorded like this. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. And we hear it every Good Friday. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see that Jesus came so that we wouldn't ever have to feel that separation from God, that we would never have to experience it. And when we turn our attention to our object of faith, to Jesus of Nazareth, we hear the gospel. And the gospel this morning, what we're going to close our sermon with is the gospel that Jeremiah heard at the end of our reading this morning. It says this, 
I will deliver you, I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that the words that we just heard are for us and for our neighbor. We ask this in the name of your Son, our Savior. Amen.